Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. What we thought was, well, morality and holy character is going to come through the Ten Commandments. Now, check this out, guys. There's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. In fact, if you live this life of grace, you will be living by the Ten Commandments, even though you and I are not under the Ten Commandments in the sense that we got to work to try to keep these rules. You see... You see, in fact, all of the Ten Commandments, guys, are repeated in the New Covenant except for one, which is the one about the Sabbath. Why? Well, because Jesus, guys, is our Sabbath rest in this New Covenant. You see, how many know Jesus, resting in Jesus, resting in his finished works? That's the truth Sabbath. Now, Paul, however, repeats all these other commandments. And so people mistakenly thought, well, Alex, that means we, we still got to live by the Old Covenant too. We got to follow the Ten Commandments, and so what you have in the body of Christ is you've got a lot of mixtures. You see, you got a mixture between the Old and the New Covenant, between the pattern of self-effort and performance, i got to work hard to try to keep these Ten Commandments, versus the pattern of grace and faith. You guys see that? And so here's the key. You see, we thought that we were responsible for producing morality and holy character in our lives. But even that, guys, oh, check this out, child of God, even that comes to you as a gift from God. You see, when you start to be changed in your life as a believer, you can't take credit for it. You see, because here's the issue. A lot of people in religion, they take credit for it. They say, man, you know, Alex, look at this. You know, you got this, like, holier-than-thou mentality. Alex, you know, I never cuss, glory to God. And that's why I am holier than this other uh, uh, person that is still cussing, you see. Uh, they're, they're still cussing, you see, Alex. And so, and so I am holier than these people because I do not cuss. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> uh, someone says, Alex, what was that? I don't know, guys. I have no idea where that came from. I don't know what it is, but anyways. Um... But the point of the matter is this, guys, is, is that that's pride. But remember, we've been sharing with you that in this Christian life, there's no room for pride. You see, and guys, I'm not saying cuss, okay, but <laughs> the fact of the matter is, if a person doesn't cuss, you can't be prideful about that because that wasn't you who did that, okay? You can't take credit for that. It was a gift from God. You see, here's what you got to understand. This entire New Covenant, guys, is based upon the Holy Spirit who is at work on the inside of us. It's the Holy Spirit, guys. In fact, as what we will see as we get into this more is that the Holy Spirit has actually taken the place of the Law of Moses in this New Covenant. And so we thought that the law was going to generate holiness when in fact the truth is 
It's the Holy Spirit, guys, who's going to produce holy character. You see? And the way the Holy Spirit, who's called the Spirit of Grace, works on the inside of you is when you depend on Him rather than your own self-effort. You see, we will actually cut short the work of the Spirit to the, to the degree that we're trying to live by the law. And so in other words, you know, you're, you're, you're working hard to get more patient or you're working hard to clean up your language, whatever the case may be. Well, as long as you're working hard to do that, the Holy Spirit, who's a gentleman, he's just going to sit back and say, well, I'm just going to let you do that. And he already knows you, you can't do it, okay? And that's going to make you humble, man. But he's going to let you try to do that until finally you come to your senses and realize, man, I can't do it. I need the Holy Ghost, <laughs> okay? Uh, I need God. Do you, guys, do you guys see this? You see? You see, because here's, here's the issue of religion is we trust God for our salvation. You know, you put your faith in Jesus. You know, you're saved by grace through faith. But now all of a sudden, you think you're under these demands, you know? Oh, Alex, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep these rules here, you know. Or God is making these demands on me. Well, hold on. The Bible said, "As you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him." Well, I received Him by grace through faith. How do I live this Christian life by grace through faith? Well, how do I see the promises of God coming to pass in my life by grace through faith? Well, how do I see holiness coming to pass in my life by grace through faith, guys? It's not suddenly your performance that's going to make you holy or that's going to produce holy character. You see? And so how do I live this life of grace is the question we're asking. The answer in the very, in the most basic sense is by depending on the Spirit of grace who is at work on the inside of us. You see? In fact, let's go over to uh, Hebrews 10.29 and then we're gonna hold your place. We're going to come back to Romans 16. So I want you to see that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace, and the Holy Spirit imparts grace in the born-again believer. Grace, guys, as you know, is not a doctrine. It's not a curriculum. It's not a subject matter. It's not a concept, man. No, grace is a person, Jesus, and grace, guys, is a spirit, the Holy Spirit, you see. He's the Spirit of Grace. Look at Hebrews 10.29 in the King James and then in the Amplified Bible as well. And I'm not going to go into the context of the scripture. He's talking about Hebrews who were, these Hebrew believers who were tempted to step away from their faith in Jesus and go back to the old animal sacrificial system. So that's the general context. But notice what he says. He says, of how much sore punishment suppose you Shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing? And watch this. This is what I want you to see. And hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. If you got your Bible, I want you to underline Spirit of grace. This is very important, guys. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace. Look at this verse in the Amplified and just, guys, for... You know, to keep things simple, glory to God, I'm just going to read the very last part of this verse in the Amplified Bible, because the Amplified has a lot of words, amen? And so he says, in uh, verse 29 Amplified, he describes the Holy Spirit who imparts grace, the unmerited favor, and the blessing of God. 
And so the Holy Spirit is not only the Spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit imparts grace in the life of a born-again believer. And so what does this mean? Child of God, here's what this means. It means grace is a person, Jesus. Grace is a spirit, the Holy Spirit. And grace is a living reality that is at work in the heart of every born-again believer. Glory to God. You see, grace is not just when you got born again. No, grace is God himself, glory to God, working on the inside of you. Grace is God himself transforming you from the inside out. Grace is God doing in you what you could not do on your own. It's, 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 it's God cleaning up, uh, glory to God, the mess, you know, uh, that was that was going on on the inside of you, and he's cleaning it up. And what he's doing is he's rearranging the furniture of your heart. And what happens is all of a sudden, the stuff you used to want to do, you know, the stuff that used to feel good, maybe it used to feel really good to cuss out those people, you know, <laughs> at the office, man. I'm just being real with you guys. <laughs> you know, maybe it used to feel really good to talk bad about your boss or to gossip. But you see, here's what happens. The Holy Spirit gets a hold of you. He's working on the inside of you. And all of a sudden, that doesn't feel right anymore. It's like, man, Alex, all of a sudden, it's like my conscience is getting in the way. And <laughs> I want to cuss out these people, but I, I just, man, I just, I can't do it. I just, like, it doesn't feel right to do it. I'm going to use filthy language, but man, it just doesn't feel right anymore. Well, guys, that is not something you can now take credit for. You see, that is not you suddenly, um, you know, becoming a good person, so to speak. No, what's happening here, guys, is, is the Spirit of Grace who's working on the inside of you. You see, it's God transforming you from the inside out. That's what's happening here, you see. And so grace is a living reality in the heart of every born-again believer and I look at Romans chapter 11, verse 6, and we'll get back to Romans 16, 16, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We're just um, letting the Spirit kind of show us how he, wants us to, um, how he wants us to teach this, amen? And guys, we're just kind of teaching, we're kind of practicing this thing here, and I'm just going to keep teaching it, like I said, and I believe the Lord is going to open up doors for me to share this in, in different places. And I think, you know, because I really think this is, there's a, there's a grace revolution going on in the body of Christ right now. And it's us really coming to understand the depths of this grace, guys. In fact, in a few weeks, we're going to get into some deeper definitions on grace that the Lord has been showing me. Because people say, well, grace is unmerited favor. And that's true, it is. But guys, I want you to understand grace is so much more than just unmerited favor. You see, a lot of people think grace is God forgiving sins. Well, it is, but it's so much more than that. And we want to really see the full scope of it. Now, so the Holy Spirit is working on the inside of us, guys. He's cleaning us up from the inside out. Now, notice that you can never mix grace or the work of the Spirit with self-effort and performance. Notice what he says in Romans chapter 11, verse 6. He says, and since it is through God's kindness, notice how he defines grace here as kindness. <laughs> you know, like I said, there's so many more ways that we can define grace. He defines it here as God's kindness. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, if it was by their good works, 
God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. You cannot mix grace and the works of the law. In fact, every time that you now try to do through your own self-effort and performance what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do on the inside of you, what you're doing is you're cutting short the work of the Holy Spirit. And guys, that's what the issue has been. That's what the issue has been in the body of Christ, is that a lot of us are trying to do, through our own self-effort and performance, what only the Spirit of God in us can do. You see, you got to trust in the working of the Holy Spirit. Well, Alex, how do I do that? I do it in the same way that I got born again, which is, I believe. You see, you didn't, you, you're not to stop believing on Jesus and depending on Him after you get born again. No, you're to live your Christian life depending on Him working on the inside of us. In other words, man, I'm struggling with a bad temper. Alex, I got these issues going on, but what I'm doing is I'm turning to God, glory to God. I'm turning to the only one who I know uh, can actually transform me from the inside out. I can't do it on my own. I'm going to stop trying to do it on my own, and I'm going to say every single day, Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. In fact, say it out loud right now. God is at work on the inside of me. Say, God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me. You see, type it into the chat, guys. God is working in you. God is the one who's responsible for producing transformation in your life as a believer. Look at what he says in Romans chapter 16, verse 16. Paul is writing this. He says, I am a special messenger from Christ Jesus to you Gentiles. He says, I bring you the good news so that I might present you as, as an acceptable offering to God. Notice this. Made holy by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Does that make it pretty clear, guys? You see, like I said, everything I'm showing you, i got to show it to you in Scripture. This is not Alex. This is the Bible. He says, we're made holy by the Holy Spirit, guys. Not by the law of Moses. Not by self-effort and performance. It's the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. And so, in this Christian life, the Holy Spirit has taken the place of the Law of Moses and the radical truth, guys. The radical truth is this, that this life of grace and faith can only be lived by depending on the Holy Spirit and that this life of grace is the spiritual life, the Spirit-led life. You see, there's a difference between you being a believer, a Christian who loves the Lord, and you living a spiritual life. You see, what I believe God wants us to do as His church is, I believe He wants us to live a spiritual life. I believe He wants us to live in total dependence on His Spirit working on the inside of us. And so we can never diminish or reduce the importance of the Holy Spirit in this new covenant. In fact, we'll look at a scripture at some point in this series, I believe, where you'll see that all of the promises of God come through the Holy Spirit. It's the promise of the Spirit that we've received. And so, catch this now. In order for us to remember 
in order for us to now see the goodness of God in our lives, our participation is required. But our participation is not our self-effort. It is us cooperating with the working of the Spirit of grace. Another way of saying it is this. God initiates. We participate. You see, the pattern of the old is God makes a demand. I got to work to meet that demand. Now we saw that never works, okay? That's why Jesus had to come. The pattern of the new is God initiates. I participate. Glory to God. You see, you see, it's me following the leading, the guidance, and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to the scripture now. Yes, thank you, Lord. Let's head over to Philippians chapter 2. And I think that's probably all we'll have time for here today. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Because now I want to look at a scripture that, again, a lot of people will say, well, Alex, what about this scripture? This is a scripture we all are familiar with. We've heard the scripture. And it's a scripture that seems to contradict, again, what I'm telling you. But guys, as we are learning, you want to always look at the Bible in its proper context. And sometimes, man, it's just a matter of reading the next verse. <laughs> okay? You know, it's like people like to quote scriptures out of context, just like that scripture standing by itself. But man, it's a, it's a you know, there's like a train of thought going on here. And so you got to look at what's the next sentence, amen, and, and, and to kind of catch what, what he's actually really saying here. Because again, the issue is, you know, we, we, get, we, we start our lives as Christians by grace through faith, but then what happens is, is you know, now we think we got to throw in our performance and self-effort, you know. Um, and, and this is one verse that people will oftentimes go to and they'll say, well, Alex, what about this verse? And so let's look at this verse, amen, glory to God. Check it out, he says here, in Philippians 2, verse 12, he says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We'll stop right there. Well, Brother Alex, this sounds like i got to work out my own salvation. It doesn't sound like it's the Holy Spirit who's working in me. <laughs> well, Alex, it sounds like i got to do it. i got to work hard. i got to struggle. i got to perform to try to live right with God. If I'm not going to live right, man, it's not going to go too well because he says, he says with fear and trembling. Well, what does that mean? Well, guys, like I said, Sometimes all you got to do is you got to read the next verse. Okay, <laughs> praise God. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 puts it in context. He says, for, now stop right there, that word for means because. And so he says, I'm working out my own salvation with fear and trembling because, watch this, for or because it is God which worketh in you. Glory to God. You see, it's God who's already working on the inside of me. God initiates, guys. I participate. You see, he says, God is at work on the inside of me. What is he doing? He's working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Look at these verses in the uh, New Living Translation. Look at verse uh, 12. In the Living Translation, he says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I am away, it is even more important. And notice what he says. He says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Now again, people read this with a performance-based mindset, and they say, Well, Alex, i got to work hard to live right. Verse 13, however, says, For or because 
God is working in you. Say out loud again, friend, God is working in me. God is working in me. And what is he doing? He's giving you the desire, glory to God. And he's giving you the power to do what pleases him. You see, you see, God knew that you can't do what pleases him unless he gives you the desire, okay? <laughs> God knew that a set of rules is not going to do it. No, he knew, glory to God, that he had to come and dwell on the inside of you. Glory to God, he knew that he had to send his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Grace, to take up residence on the inside of you, you see? And so the only reason, guys, that he can say, work hard to show the results of your salvation is because he's at work on the inside of you. You see, he's molding and shaping you from the inside out. It's the spirit of grace. He's giving you the desire and the power. That word power means the ability to do what pleases him. You see, I have my own self, guys. I don't have the ability, uh, you know, to produce this holy character. And again, um, people who say, well, Alex, I don't know about that, are usually people who deep down, man, they don't have that holy character, you know, because you think, well, you know, it's just about how people perceive you, but God sees the heart, you see, and God is going to look at, man, you know, uh, you know, you might not be cussing, but, you know, where's your heart? You see, you see, God wants to transform your heart, and he knows the only way that's going to work is when his spirit is at work on the inside of you, and so he's working in you guys. This is grace. You see, this is grace. Because remember, the pattern of grace is supply, supply, supply. Grace is God providing the need. Uh, grace is God never calling you to do anything without giving you uh, the ability, uh, glory to God, to do it. You see, uh, grace is that God initiates, guys, and we participate. And so if you back up again to verse 12, he says, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. And so you're obeying God in the sense that you're, 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 you're listening for the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And guys, do you know what this is? This is relationship. This is your intimate fellowship with God. This is your intimate relationship with the Spirit of grace. And so what you do is every single day, man, you say, Lord, I need you. Lord, thank you that you're at work on the inside of me. Lord, thank you that you've already made available what I need. Lord, I'm struggling in this area, but thank you that, that I'm a work in progress, you see. And then you realize he's not going to condemn you or judge you when you miss it. No, he's the one that you come to when you miss it. You say, Lord, I missed it. I need your help. Help me to do better. And what he does, child of God, is he just keeps working on the inside of you. He keeps working on the inside of you. And he says, work hard. Why do I have to work hard? Guys, because it does take some work. It does take some effort on our part to keep our focus on God. But this is works of faith. This is not works of the law. Remember that works of faith is primarily inner work. That's you aligning your thinking, your speaking, your believing, and ultimately your doing with what God has already, with, with what God's promised you in His Word and with what God is doing on the inside of you. And so, in other words, this work hard is not self effort and performance. Well, Alex, I gotta work hard to live right today. No, it is me, glory to God, it is me putting my attention on Jesus. It is me remembering his unmerited favor. It's me remembering his grace. It's me remembering this truth that he's already provided what I need. And then what I do is I say, Holy Spirit, work on the inside of me. Thank you that you're working on, on the inside of me. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.